Hello and welcome to Fajitas tonight with me, Elle. And me, Morgana. We're back after an extended break. Um, I mean, lockdown did tear us apart. It did. We tried the virtual Zoom recorded podcast. It didn't go too badly. I don't know, guys. Feedback. How did that go? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but <laughs> life just got in the way. Busy, busy lives, you know. Um, but we're back for a miniature episode specifically about the kissing booth and the kissing booth too. Basically, me and Elle watched this last night. You'd seen the first one before, but I hadn't seen either of them before. Yes. And we were so blown away. And there was so much to say that even though we've been on this long hiatus, we were just like, we've got to, we've got to do an episode. We need to discuss this in a public right forum right now. Yeah. There is so much to say. Morgana's housemates kept walking in and every time one of them walked in, we'd just be like, look, this is the most fantastic film I've ever seen. What is there, Elle? What is there? What is there? Layers. There's layers. There's so many layers to these films. Specifically Kissing Booth 2. I think that'll be like the focus. Yeah. But we'll obviously give you guys a summary of the first one. It was a sequ- it was a sequel that really outdid the first one. Yeah, I agree. But a lot of the groundwork was laid in the first one, that so the sequel wouldn't have been what it was without it. Yeah. You need some of the shitty bits in the first one, don't you? You do. Okay, so yeah, we're just doing this intro to tell you that this is only about the kissing booth and the kissing booth too. If you wanted something a bit more highbrow, then potentially don't listen to this episode. But it will be full of great spoilers, um, an in-depth analysis of the multi-layers of these Character, films. identity, love, loss. Friendships. Friendships. Long distance. Oh, If you can't God. find something to relate to in the kissing booth too... Then I don't know who you are. Who are you? You live under a rock. But uh, yeah, this is us just introducing this. Um, what would you call this special episode? I call it a bonus episode. I think a it's good bonus. bonus. Feature. It's gonna be a winner. Exactly. I can't wait. Well, let's let's get cracking. Let's get into it. Let's dive right in. <clears throat> right. So I'm just gonna give a little bit of a premise of the first film, The Kissing Booth. That's the title. Um, came out in 2018. It stars Joey King and Jacob Alordi as the main characters. Um, essentially, what's her name? Oh my Elle. god, her name's Elle! <laughs> How could you forget that? One of the main selling points of Elle what, like, describing this film to me was, and the main character's called Elle! So Elle, Elle. played by Joey King, um, has a best friend called Lee, and they are not your classic boy-girl friendship because they never ever fancy each other they are just best friends Agreed. which is great we'll come on but, to that later oh yeah oh but the way this friendship is maintained is through yes. a series of strict rules so yeah we will go into so they yeah they've that. got rules and rule number nine is siblings off limits so essentially when they were like six years old lee was like you can't ever have anything with my older brother who is really gorgeous and a bit of a bad boy um and that's all fine and good until they get to um probably age 17 and she fancies the fuck out of him. And she suddenly has boobs and a bum. She goes through puberty, yeah, breaks classic. her trousers. Um, and in the first film, it's basically her getting male attention and Lee just kind of like being her best friend and his brother Noah, who she's secretly in love with, kind of being overly protective and being like, she's like my sister, but he's in love with her. Um, so there's like a lot of fights and they start seeing each other behind Lee's back. Because, obviously, the rule number nine was siblings are off limits. And it's not because Lee is in love with her. It's because he's always been outshone by his older brother and his friendship with Elle is the only thing that he has to himself. Oh, just oh, shed a tear. Bloody lovely. What a fantastic film. Um, and, essentially, they 
get found out that they're together. Lee's not happy about it. It rectifies. And then her and Noah have a great summer together. Lee gets a girlfriend called Rachel who's really chill. And they all have a lovely summer. And then it ends with Noah going off to Harvard University. And Elle's like, I don't know if we're going to be together, but I know he'll always have a place in my heart. And then we had to wait two years to find out what happens in the kissing booth or in too. my case two minutes two. fantastic marathon last night we literally were up till 1am watching these fucking films I have absolutely no regrets they are long no though. regrets at all second one was 2 hours 17 I think yeah we should mention where the kissing booth comes in oh god um, yeah it was no you gave the the full the, the plot that we're here for but um, Elle and Lee the two best friends they organised like a fundraiser event for the school and it, they decided to do a kissing booth um, and everyone wants to snog Noah basically yeah and she has to get him in there and then there are just a lot of you know classic rom-com moments like when the kiss happens you know when the camera kind of spins around the couple multiple times there was lots of that yeah lots of dramatic montages it was good and there's like a popular group of girls called the omgs and they really want to get with Noah but obviously Elle who's a bit younger and you know like more natural and a bit I mean she's just absolutely she's probably just got dyspraxia to be honest oh she falls over all the she's time she's always on the floor it's so slapstick um, i hate that why is a clumsy girl endearing i don't know Learn if i fall walk. over everyone would be like who is that friend i know yeah. <laughs> it's it's classic it's the twilight phenomenon i will be coming back to this listeners don't worry <laughs> but bella being clumsy and falling over is such a flaw and oh god how adorable i know yeah and Elle's the same yeah, it's weird. I am the same, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, God, how many times is that going to happen in this podcast? Um, so that is the premise of the first one. And then the second one picks up literally a second after the first one finishes. She's riding her motorbike. She's, Noah's she's motorbike. riding his motorbike home from dropping him at the airport to go to Harvard. And then basically she, she starts to ignore him, even though he said he wants to be with her. Because she's like, I need to give him his space. And he literally says, quote... I don't want space. I want you. Ah! He is being very controlling. Can I just can I just hop in here with my opinion on Noah? He Give is you two cents. Yeah. So the reason he gave that um he said, Oh, I don't want space is because she wasn't replying to his calls. Literally during a day, she was at school, she was in <laughs> lessons. What does he do? He rings the school pretending to be her dad. So she's pulled out of class and then the secretary's like, Oh, I really hope it's not an emergency. I hope it's all okay. She picks up the phone, thinking her dad's died or someone's or what's happened, and it turns out it's just her boyfriend being like, "You haven't answered my calls today." Yeah, and he was like, "Why haven't you answered?" She's like, "Um, terrible." I'm busy. He's very controlling in the first film as well. With like, he basically tells everyone in the year to not go out with her or not try it with her. Yeah, not try it and on with her. He'll beat them up. Yeah, he'll beat them up if they do because in his mind he's like, "She's my little sister," and then you turn out he actually had a crush on her. So it's just... Either way, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah, just let the girl live. And his hair's awful. Let her awful wear that year nine skirt when she's in year 11. <laughs> Stupid bloody skirt. I know. Very silly. Yeah. Sorry, I said, continue with the um, I don't know plot of I the was. second well, one. Yeah, the second one. So um, the second one is centred all around them being long, doing long-distance relationship. She, a new guy comes to the school. He's obviously very, very good looking. Oh, Think John Ambrose style from To All The Boys I Love Before too. But Italian and singer and... Yeah. Off. He is fit. But they look the same. They do. Someone tweeted it. She just put, same meal, different flavours. And I thought, <laughs> that is so accurate. Oh, that is good. Um, and it's, yeah, it's about who will she pick? 
is she, you know, in love with Noah still? And he's at Harvard. Harvard? Harvard. He's, <laughs> he's at Harvard and he's got a new girl best friend who's like a model, obviously. Yeah. British. And British. Why are all the evil ones always British? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And the accent's always so posh. I'm like, yeah. do we talk like that? We don't sound like them. No, I don't think so. That's called teacher or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, weird. Oh. So um, she's kind of insecure about that. She goes to visit him at Harvard and finds an earring on the floor. And that just... Oh, we're not going to give it all away, but that just tumbles into paranoia about whether he's cheated on her. Um, meanwhile, Lee has a girlfriend. Yes. Who obviously wants to spend more time with him. But Elle's always around because they're best friends and she's lonely because her boyfriend's gone off to um, university. I, th- I feel like we need to topic it now. Yeah, We've yeah, 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 planets. yeah. No, no, yeah. let's let's dive right in. Where should we start? On the friendship issue? Yeah, let's start with the friendship. You yeah, because I feel like off. there's things to say. Well, it's just the fact that um, I... I think we have different views on this, potentially, but I really empathise with this girl, Rachel, who is Lee's girlfriend, and she's a bit annoyed that she wants to spend some time with Lee, just as, like, the two of them, girlfriend and boyfriend, but Elle is constantly there and hanging around. And Lee isn't just isn't able to tell Elle, go away. He doesn't <laughs> want, want to. He doesn't want to because he loves spending time with his best friend so much um, that he can't really understand, I guess, why his girlfriend doesn't. Yeah. And that is really good of him and, like, a really nice attribute. But, God, no. I totally empathise with her. I can see why she'd feel excluded. Because they have their private in-friend jokes they as well. They have so many jokes, yeah. And, and the Halloween yeah. costume. Yeah. Oh, the Halloween costume. Oh, God, yeah, this this bit really hurt. Cut deep, actually. It was, they were going to go, the three of them dressed as schmores. <laughs> I can't say it normally. <laughs> schmores. Um, so with, like, Elle and Lee as the Graham Crackers. Yeah. And Rachel as the Marshmallow in the middle. Elle decides, let's change costumes. So she only tells Lee, and then they go as Ghostbusters. They forget to tell Rachel. She shows up as the Marshmallow, but she doesn't have her crackers. So They're just Ghostbusters. Like, yeah. She just looks like an idiot. So she's just left out, and then they start dancing together, because that's, like, their hobby. Mm. Um, and she just loses her shit. Justified. Justified. But what are your opinions on Rachel, then? Because I totally empathise with her position. I empathise, but I just think... She is the add-on because Lee and Elle have been... They've not changed anything about how they're acting. Yeah. She fell in love with Lee and that's how he's always been spending yeah. all his time with Elle. And also, I, you know how I feel about relationships and friendships? You've got to put the friendships first. Yeah, I know, but he's merging them. Because he wants to spend time with Elle. Because Rachel says to him, can you tell her like we just want to spend some time together alone? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he doesn't say to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but then he says to her though. later, he goes, I always want you around. And I just thought, that's so lovely. I know, I he agree. Just, maybe he just doesn't need a girlfriend. Oh. Maybe he's not ready for a girlfriend because he's just too happy with his friendship. He doesn't need anything additional. And he doesn't want to make space for a girlfriend. <gasps> no, but it, it was fine. It was all working out fine when Elle was hanging off out with Noah. She was happy to go off with Noah when Noah was still there. It was only when Noah went off to Harvard yeah. that he because he he felt bad for her that she was obviously lonely so he wanted to take her under his wing yeah true. so in that way i do get like so why really Lee he should have just said with her but he should have just put the boundaries in place a bit earlier on i yeah, guess definitely but rachel kicked off Ellen. and it really wasn't her fault yeah that is true but she did apologize did she really yes l went to her though yeah after the yeah dinner. but then rachel did say sorry 
Like, it was Lee's fault, not yours. Yeah, after Ella had approached her, though. So if Elle hadn't approached her because she didn't realise she'd done nothing wrong... Yeah. it wouldn't have been resolved. Oh, well, Elle's life was a shit show at that point. I know. Very was. dramatic Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but on the point of male-female friendships, Elle should have been more empathetic to Noah, who goes off to Harvard and becomes best friends with Chloe, the British yes. girl. Um because she instantly becomes jealous. Well, obviously, no, she finds an earring and there are lots of clues. No, she's jealous before the yeah, earring. She, yeah. she literally sees her come into the back of the room in a Zoom call. Yeah. And then starts talking on Instagram, which we would all do. Yeah, no, but, there were loads of moments where you're like, that is actually justified that she was feeling, like, paranoid. But she couldn't appreciate that actually maybe there was no, like, sexual tension between them at yeah. all. Because she just assumed, because she was nice looking, that he would fancy her. But nobody ever questions whether her and Lee are more than friends. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't happen once throughout the no. whole thing. Which is really unusual. And I'm really glad they didn't that. take that tack because that always happens. I thought in the first film, I thought that's where it was going. Like yeah. he was going to be jealous because he was yeah. sleeping off her and it wasn't. And I was like, yes. Classic. But question. Oh, Ooh. what were you going to say? No, go on, go on. I was going to say, can boys and girls be best friends? And then I was just going to segue into another film that doesn't question that. You know, um... Cinderella story. Yes, he they always because I, exactly I had that same thing. But they are never, they are just best friends, and it's without question. Yeah, but that's because they always both have different love interests. Yeah. Whereas in this one, neither of them had a love interest in the beginning. Yeah, I guess that's what makes Whereas it unusual. Whereas with Carter and um, Sam. Yeah. In Cinderella story, like it's he's in love with Sherlock. Well, Gosh, just another reason why Kissing Booth is groundbreaking cinema. But do you think? <laughs> Boys and girls can be friends. That sounds silly. Yes. I do now. Do, I think I was this, unsure. After oh, the no, kissing no. Move. I just mean, like, in terms of life, like, I think I've met much, met, met more people um, who are, like, platonic friends that are boys and girls. I think maybe it's at school everyone's a bit, like... Yeah. Everyone goes around everyone. It's a bit in, more incestuous. But actually, when you hit life, life... I think you wouldn't be attracted to someone for the sake of it. You're more likely to actually be with someone when you want to be with them. Okay, so I, I am more of a girl's girl. As am I. the same in this. Like, I've got all my best close friends are girls. I have boys who are friends, but mm. we don't message every day, all day. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think, actually, I don't know if I could do that because I think that would confuse me. And I'd probably end up fancying them. Interesting. Unless they've got a girlfriend and then it's known off limits. I think I thought that, but then I have recently like met people who are purely platonic best friends. (laughs) No, I'm because I'm genuinely like, I don't think I could be best friend level that I am with my girls, Mm. with a guy, and not at least at one point question whether there was anything else there. I think I would have to question it. But mm. Lee and Elle never question it. Back no, to the film. Yeah. yeah, can we get back to the film? Oh, I feel bad now. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I like that the film suggests that you can do that. It gives me hope. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I don't think it will happen. But God, We've got the big question at the end of the film. Um, what is she going to choose, her man or her friend? Oh, yes, God. But also it's a university choice. Yeah, so so, oh, so sorry, do a little bit of a back back step. So also part of the second film narrative is that Ella's deciding where she wants to go to college and one of the rules of her and Lee's friendship has always been to go to the same college, which is University of Berkeley, right? Yes. Berkeley? I don't know which one that is. And then Noah, 
is like you should come to harvard so mm. she's secretly on the side applying to harvard and lee finds out and is like what the hell we've always promised we were going to go to berkeley together and she's like i don't know i'm so confused and basically the film kiss and booth 2 ends where she's deciding between an acceptance letter from harvard and acceptance letter from berkeley so obviously there's going to be a kissing booth three it's post-production <laughs> um and that will probably center around her choosing but i mean either way she's choosing based on not her do you know yeah. what i mean it's about who she's going to go with why can't you just go somewhere on your own that you actually want to go to? i know let's hope we hear in kissing booth three a bit more content about what it is she actually wants to study and like which course or progressive no prospects idea. i mean we have no idea it's very I, it, I mean it's a rom-com the center is like her romantic stories and her friendship with lee obviously um but yeah i don't know what she'll choose i think she i think oh well she's got into both so she's definitely gonna pick one of them it would be good if she got into neither and she had to go somewhere else i know perfect somewhere with marco preferably oh because he's gonna still be after her just a little segue into marco so he's the alternate love interest that comes in in kissing booth two the italian that we talked about um and <laughs> Elle and Lee's hobby is those dance mat things that you find at an arcade. What are they called? I don't know, but I hate them. You know, the when it's like two people having a little dance off and the dance the pads. Dance step thing, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's their big hobby, and then they find this totally random, unrealistic competition <laughs> um where you do that competitively and the winner gets fifty grand. Um and she obviously wants to enter but Lee's just not quite good enough but you know who is this new fit boy Marco so he comes in and they dance together play together and then just as they're dancing the sexual chemistry between them builds and builds and builds and she's like oh what am I? at this point she thinks Noah's cheating on her and like why is Noah hanging out with Chloe? he's just hanging out with Chloe a mates. lot yeah because yeah. they're just mates um but anyway in the style of a classic strictly curse she starts to develop feelings towards marco i read about this there is just a science behind the fact that if you are literally that close to someone's face for a really long time and doing intimate dances with them you do just become attracted to someone really i know i need to write a list of people i need to get that close to. i know yeah exactly I'm just gonna, that's me, gonna be please. my new flirty tactic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway she kisses him and then he's really confused and he's like you can't treat me like this and so right she can't treat him like that but she says to him I have feelings for you, but you're not the one. And I thought that was fucking savage. Oh, God. How savage was that? It's actually... There's a big Team Edward, Team Jacob dynamic in this. Um, There's the Team Edward, Noah. He's this moody, problematic, used to get into fights guy, very controlling, protecting Elle. Sulky but tall. Sulky but tall and fit. Um, And then in comes Marco obviously objectively nicer better for her less yeah. toxic more interested darker in nice skin way. classic same as the edward jacob dynamic um and just more talented in every way <laughs> guess what I team mean, i'm on team, yeah. <laughs> what team Jake- are you on i used to be jacob in the oh see twilight in twilight one. i think i'm We've well i'm edward yeah yeah we've already talked about this but because i think edward and bella are really problematic so they should be together because you don't want her to damage jacob i don't want her to damage jacob right, okay in this one i i just don't understand why they're both lads here i yeah <laughs> i mean that is the fundamental point isn't it really it's just not realistic it's just not realistic but i think i would actually be team noah for her yeah because I will take Marco. Yeah, yes. Honest. No, that's it. 
Yeah, no, I do agree with that. He wears tight tops and I don't like them. Yeah, I know. You said it was the Italian in him. (laughs) I think so. I bet we'll get, like, comments. People be like, he's not actually Italian. He's (laughs) Italian-American. He's Spanish or something. Um, No, I'm pretty sure he is. But, yeah, um, interesting dynamic. Um, I just find Noah a bit. He's a bit moody, but he did get significantly fitter with a haircut. In oh, he did. That, that glow up film. between film one and two. Mm. Do you want to talk about the um Yeah. Sexual... So, actually, for a 12, me and Morgana had to stop it a few times and just kind of rustle around in awe that these things were getting... For a 12. I don't know. Uh-huh. In my head, a 12, no, sex is never referenced. Yeah, same. Was it... Is it definitely a 12? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a 12. Um, not that we care because we are 23. <laughs> I would just like to point out. 23, it was a Saturday night. Lockdown oh, is over. And we watched God. The Kissing Booth and The Kissing Booth 2. Yeah, till 1am. It was great. Great evening. Um, we also have fajitas, just to let everybody know. Yeah. So don't worry, we're back. We still with got the brand. it. <laughs> um, yeah, so sex reference a lot. What was, the, what was the thing we had to stop and we were like crying with laughter at? Oh, She's like, they're at dinner. God. They're at dinner. She's gone to visit him at Harvard and they're at dinner in this posh restaurant. She's like... Oh. I'm going to climb you like a jungle gym. No, no. She or you're going to be my own jungle gym or something. No, yeah, what did she say? I am going to... Oh, it's like... You thought I'm going to lick you like a chubby. No, I misheard it. So it's something like, <laughs> I'm going to treat you like my own personal jungle gym. Yeah. And then Elle paused it because she was like... <gasps> and I was like... <gasps> but I'd misheard it as, I'm going to treat you like my own personal chubby chub. And I was like, I can't believe they got that blowjob reference in there. <laughs> I, could, I, I was like, this is a twelve. <laughs> but um, Jungle Gym is still obviously a bit cheeky, but not quite as bad as where my mind, what I heard. Where your mind was. In the um, gutter. In the gutter. <laughs> she mumbled. She mumbled. But what is good is that I think it's it's good that there's like, it, you know, in some rom-coms, it always kind of ignores sex and mm. it's just like they just make out especially in like 12s or whatever and I get why that might be the case but I think it's good to acknowledge that like sex is a really important part of a relationship and a connection with someone mm, um, and also there are a couple of good scenes where like she's buying contraception and I was like oh that's really interesting they've popped that in there yeah just as like a, it's a good reminder and if young people are watching that it's better for them to see someone buying contraception and feel yeah. ashamed and not go and buy it and not agreed, use it agreed he had petroleum jelly under his bed as well what, Vaseline? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, with a magazine for when he was having a wank. Oh, it might be for something else. What else would that be for? Waxing his eyebrows? <laughs> Dyeing them? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He was quite groomed. Um, um, so, yeah, I think there was some good... I'm glad that, like, the amount of sex in there was referenced. But are we ready for the late layers? Oh, my God, the layers. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. This is really listeners. the moment that... This is where this film comes into. This is where the... Oh, it's just... I don't know if any of you know, but in the first film, the two main characters started dating in real life. So Joey King, who plays Elle, and Jacob Elordi, who plays Noah, started dating in real life. And they dated for a year. And then they broke up and had to come back to film The Kissing Booth 2. And so they filmed The Kissing Booth 2, and they were ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. And I just... When you watch these scenes, they had to do they had to do a sex scene together. God. And I nearly cried. They had to do yeah, there was lots of kissing, there was I love you's, there was I miss lo- you. I miss you, there was long distance, there was crying. 
oh my god it was awful and we would just like imagine doing that with your ex every five minutes it was me just not me with me ex couldn't do it it was just like you couldn't pay me any money <laughs> any money like imagine being that intimate with your ex after you've oh my god true professionals and also at one scene um noah is crying and in order to make himself cry for that scene crying about l he the actor was looking through old couple photos but like real like real life couple photos of the two of them to make him cry oh my god it just just punches you and it was just i know we've said this before that but the long distance phone call where they're talking about how difficult it is i was like they've probably had this in real life this was probably a real life conversation they had a year ago and now they have to come oh, back and film it and God. be professional and like when they see each other and she runs over and like jumps up and he like picks her up and then they start like kiss I'm just like Oh god it cuts Absolutely deep. not. I'd god, be in tears. I know. I don't know how they managed to do it, honestly. They're coming back for a three. I know. Three has already been filmed. God knows what's happening. Has coming. it been oh yeah, post production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Um but I don't know. I think fans have like put a bit of pressure like possibly helped contribute to the end of the relationship as well like you know how you get invested and you actually want the I'm main invested, characters I want them back together. you want them to be back together but i think fans have been quite vocal about this and then it puts a lot of pressure on and then yeah the actors can't really cope with it oh my god how would you hold not up what? is this another twilight comparison <gasps> oh my god sweet lord i think it might be Will will one of them cheat with a producer oh that's forty years God. old? Yes, yeah, so obviously, um, Kristen Stewart and Rob Patterson were, were they together. Engaged? They yeah, might maybe, might be, might be. Yeah, wow. And then obviously they broke up, and what it was at least the last one, possibly the last two. No, I didn't know that. That they were not together. Are you joking me? Oh, she right. cheated on him with that old producer who from Snow White film, right? I'm okay. Right. Morgana's doing some googling this on air. We've actually never done this before. I can't believe I don't actually know the answer to this question. Um, the Snow Woman and the Huntsman, or something, is what. Yes. She was filming with the guy, the older guy. Yeah, but oh my god! So this film, oh god, everything comes back to Twilight, doesn't it? Fifty Shades, another great film of ours. They didn't date in Fifty Shades, did they? No, no, but I just mean that Twilight is a good foundation. It's a good cultural oh, touchstone. Twilight it's left its way. mark. Um, they split in April twenty thirteen, just six months after the final. Oh, oh, forget, ignore me. Did you get it wrong? Yeah, I you did. Telling lies on this podcast. They were together. The couple started. They split just six months after the final film was released. Oh, thank God. So they were together throughout the series. That's a long time. That was a good few years. Oh, blimey. That was about three or four years. Oh, thank right? God I looked that up. I got my facts wrong. I was just about enough to show it there. Yeah. I think I'm getting it conflated with, <laughs> with Rob Patterson not enjoying the last few films. He didn't like any of the films. Yeah. But this is the thing. Everyone on Twitter is saying that Jacob Elordi didn't enjoy filming it and it was clear. Yeah. But then I just think, well, actually, he had to be sulky in that film. Anyway, that was his character for the film. Yeah. They're doing a long distance I think they were talking about his promotional stuff for Kissing Booth too, how he didn't look overjoyed. But then who would be overjoyed in that situation? Absolutely not. And having to do a third. So I wonder if they wrote the contract for three or whether... I think probably. The success of the first one was pretty good. They... Broke the contract, everyone was still together, happy and dandy, and then... I think it was probably a three-film contract. Blimey. Or you sign up to, if we do want to do extras, you have to stay for these numbers. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so there was no guaranteed second or third one, but 
they might have said we've signed up for the possibility of a second and third one I reckon it's in the contract yeah otherwise you just wouldn't put yourself through would you God. hope he's getting paid big bucks I know I hope so hope his but she I mean she's, she said that it was fine she said yeah. it was experienced didn't yeah she? yeah filming with him but I think that really added to me and Morgana's experience of watching it knowing that they actually were ex-boyfriend and girlfriend in this oh. made everything a lot deeper God, it really added another layer. A layer. There's so much depth to this film. Oh, there was just so many things. Well, I feel like we barely touched, but I could go around again. I know. I feel like, well, if, if you we haven't, haven't listened to We haven't talked about long-distance relationships. Can we just discuss? Because we oh, were talking about this anyway. Oh, okay, go on. How, how, in what circumstance could you do it? If there was, like, a clear end point. I like think. a date that you knew they would be moving back. Yeah, I reckon. Mm. I know I think... it. I know it's subject to change, but if you were like, oh, like you're living, I don't know, you're at this uni for a year and then I will move closer or I don't know. Yeah. I just think I mean, not knowing when it ends. Is no, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And not knowing who was going to compromise, even if it was like, oh, it might be a few years, but eventually mm. I will move here. But imagine no one's decided who's moving where. And so you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. I don't think I could do that. So what do you think she should choose uni-wise? Oh, Jesus Christ. I think she should go to one she actually wants to go to, not based on her yeah. mate or her boyfriend. Yeah. Don't follow a boy to uni, even oh, if it's your friend. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, don't do it. She needs to get some time alone. Also, so confusing about his schoolwork. This is just a very random thought, but, mm-hmm. like, how's he getting, like, a scholarship and stuff? And, like, he got into Harvard really quickly, and then they were like, oh, he's really struggling with school and not doing anything what's he studying no idea no one's got a clue he actually had a very big character change between one and two didn't get into any more fights he nearly did with marco see his fists were dancing and there has been some groundwork laid for kissing booth three because marco has said that you know not in as many words but i'm not afraid to step on some toes yeah get in there and i want l back not that he ever had L. Don't know why he'd want L. They had a kiss. Not at the booth, though. <laughs> Not at the booth. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Nearly at the booth. Oh. She told him he wasn't the one. Oh, God. Imagine being told that that's my worst nightmare. He paid for her time. I like you, but you are not the one for me. I'd be like, that is so rude. Excuse me? Um. I could be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be the one, but I'm the one for right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Watch her, watch her come crawling back to him when Jacob when Noah and her don't. Want yeah, to. I really don't know. You know, it's it's it was quite an unpredictable journey. I didn't really see where the film was going. I love that we talk about this with such seriousness. <laughs> I'm in all earnest, <laughs> but like I also what I another thing I found refreshing and a trope that I hate in rom coms is no to be fair actually it did happen in the first one but the lying trope when you keep a secret. Like right. how she kept her secret of Noah, like dating from Lee. Noah. Yeah, from Lee. Because um, it always comes out in the end and then you've just pissed everyone off. Yeah. So you don't like liars, Morgana? I don't like liars. <laughs> <laughs> Never lies in your life, have you? If you say no, you're lying. <laughs> She's you. a liar. Yeah, you're you, an you've got me in a now. double bind. <laughs> you've got me there. Um, but like, I'm so buzzing for the next one. Comes out oh, 2021. Not long, Morgana. I'm sad that I actually have to wait for this one now. I know. Maybe we could do we could do a repeat marathon and watch one, two, and three together. Oh, yeah. I bet we get new material. Yeah. 
I found the first one a hard watch at times, I've got to say. Um, we should just... I don't even know if we've actually said it yet, but um, these films are trash. Oh, yeah, this is complete <laughs> um, rom-com trash. Think... Well, I don't know. It's the first one of its kind, I feel like, that Netflix First did. one of its kind? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that Netflix is, I mean, created. we might be talking about it being groundbreaking, hell, but this is not... <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was 2018. I feel like it was one of the first... To all the boys. I love both. I love before. That was after 2018, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, that one made it bigger, I think. Yeah. This second... This sequel was much better than... The sequel was so the much better. The sequel to To All the Boys. That sequel was horrendous. Yeah, no, that was terrible. Janice. But I found... Th- I didn't rate... I loved the first half of To All the Boys, but after that, it went really downhill for me. Really? I just fancy Noah Centino. Mm. He's mm. fit. Yeah. Oh, can we just point another point sorry just keep going back. Bring it um, back. Bring it back it was in kissing booth one it's another way in which Noah I think is just a bit weirdly problematic so basically <laughs> there's just every trope in this film they were riding on a motorbike um starts raining really heavily obviously um and he's like it's too dangerous we have to pull, we over. Have to pull over and he pulls over in this little like hut type thing which if you've seen the sound of music is like <laughs> When he starts singing, you are 16, going on 17. Looks exactly like that. Not sure how many people get that reference. But anyway, it's in there. Um, and then they have the whole, like, they're all wet, start stripping. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't want to be another one of your conquests. He's like, I don't look at you that way. All the dramatic stuff. I've never looked at you that way. And you think, wow, this is like really a spontaneous they had to take shelter moment oh, yes. and then and then the gameskeeper rocks up and he's like <laughs> you were right, again Noah you got a new girl with you this week <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it wasn't he pulled over to like protect Elle from the dangerous rain but um that's his, that's he just brought spot. her over to his shag pad yeah absolute creeper game player yeah. it's never acknowledged as well and also at the end of the first film um, when it's prom and everyone's looking through all the photos and stuff and he comes in and he's just like Elle I want you back he doesn't even like look to Lee at all which made me really sad why would he look to Lee? because the whole argument was that they'd made Lee upset and Elle's really upset that she's she... made Lee yes, upset and she's true. like I can't be with you because I've made Lee upset but rather than going to his own brother and being like I'm really I love really love her. this girl can I please be with her he just looks at Elle and is like I think that shows the level of like, the lack of respect that Noah has for Lee. And that's never resolved. No, they never... Because, do you know what's really interesting, and I found a bit odd? Lee is Elle's best friend. His brother is Elle's boyfriend. Yes. They never really spend any time as a fool. No. And also, why was Lee encouraging her to spend time with Fit Marco? He was just like, yeah, you dance together. Yeah, oh my God, you guys are amazing together. Yeah, he's great fun. He's Maybe great he wanted to spend some time with Rachel. Yeah, but he's snaking his brother yeah, out, pushing yeah. her into the arms of another. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So they, they need but to But he wanted their... her to win money for the dance thing. So that she could pay for it to go to university with She didn't Noah. know that at the time. Another deception from Elle. Jesus. Yeah, that was a deception. Yeah. She wasn't going to share the prize money. I'm still thinking How about that. How does she not know that So this is Marco's so unreasonable. 50 grand was the prize money for this dance mat competition. <laughs> and... Um, it was in a stadium. She ropes Marco in to do it just as a favour. And um, at no point does she tell him about the prize money. I'd only do it if I were getting halvesies. 
Yeah. What, five grand? So she's taken the 50k and told him that he's not the one. Poor but boy. Poor Do you know what? I want to see... But I saw a tweet where someone had tweeted saying, please, can we make Marco happy? And Netflix replied saying, don't worry, I will. That we think they're going to get in with Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Inevitable. Pie off the two other love interests with each other. Oh, they always Classic. do that in rom Yeah, they do. It's always the best friends. Mm. I feel. Are we done with this? Because I just could keep going, but also I'll just be repeating my points. Well, that was a very sudden end, Del. You're not enjoying it. It's not like I'm not enjoying it. How long have we been doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's been thirty-five minutes. <laughs> there was a lot to say. Um, it's but to yeah, be a special episode limited. I mean, I hope we really emphasize the spoiler spoiler aspect at the beginning because yeah. we did do a bit of a deep dive there, and there is more to say. We'll do another episode after the third one. Right, okay, so we're not going to do an episode of Heath's Night till 2021. And then on Kissing Booth, of course, <laughs> we can do other episodes before. We'll see how this one lands. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens with this one because we've ignored anything actually going on in the real world. And there have been quite a few things, haven't there? And we've also got, we've read so many books, listened to so many podcasts. There's been a lot of things going on and we've just talked about the Kissing Booth too. We will be back, dear listeners, with a proper episode. Okay. But... We just had to get something off our chests quite urgently. As you can tell, because me and Morgana have now had this conversation about six times. And every time we think it's profound. <laughs> Literally everyone we've seen in the past 24 hours, we've tried to just tell them, them how insignificant Kissing Booth 2 is. And yet, no one's really taken the taken the bite yet. So yeah. listen to this and this will change their minds. But yeah. um, yeah, very much enjoyed this. Let us know your thoughts. And um, we'll be back soon with a proper episode that's not... A specific special like this. <laughs> but do let us know what you think of this because I want to know people's opinions. It's yeah, a very please. divisive, you know, ripe for debate. Message us on Instagram. I'm at L Picton E L L P I C T O N. I'm at Morgana Chess, M O R G A N A C H E double S. It's just your name. Yeah, I know, but lots of people can't spell it right, so I just <laughs> thought I would <laughs> just get that out there. Um get that off my chest as well. Perfecto, let's let's round this up and go for a little walk. Let's and discuss it. this more. <laughs> <laughs>